I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you and hosted by us, your intrepid Thing searchers, we are not afraid to strap on a virtual version of our Indiana Jones outfit and tromp around the world virtually looking for things. Sometimes, sometimes not just virtually, sometimes in the store where we're wearing an imaginary Indiana Jones outfit and we're like, that is a thing. And I'm going to reach out with my bullwhip, grab it and put it in my saddlebag for later. Exactly. Thanks for joining us. We, we like to think we vaccinate you against the trends of the world shocking you. You're creating thingabodies that will protect you. <laughs> thingabodies. <laughs> That's right. That's us. Exactly. We don't want you. We don't want you. And also we don't want you to get infected with the wrong things. Exactly. Exactly. We you don't want to get you confused. only with the best things. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, in case you hadn't figured it out, we make up the intro on the fly. So, I, yeah, a little peek behind the curtain there. If you hadn't figured I it out, I know you now, were thinking it was probably a room full of Harvard and Yale writers, but no. That's right. No. Nope. 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 This, this is case. the making it up as we go along, mixing the metaphors portion of the show. Absolutely. My first thing this week is something I experienced in real life. And then went in search of other examples online, found a couple. So I think it may be a burgeoning thing, a burja thing. Hmm. <laughs> it is nicer backup sounds in trucks. No longer the the high pitched screech, 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 screech. But yeah. I was hearing a truck backup and it was making like a chime, like a really pleasant, like, Ting! still caught your attention, right? Yeah. I was going to say, did it hit you? And that's how you experienced it in real life? Because isn't the point <laughs> of the last nice. No, it was still like, uh, I, yeah, I was walking the dog and I saw this truck backing out of the, the driveway and it caught my attention because it went ching, like, like almost like, um, like a doorbell chime, but Interesting. pleasant, not screeching. So still, still made me aware that something was there, but without making me want to kill it with fire. <laughs> I wonder, too, if there's a version of the Kill It With Fire that we've started to ignore, like we're tuning it out. Hmm. Well, and maybe, yeah, maybe that's why you need the ni the change in sound. The nicer portion would be irrelevant, I guess, in that case. But but the change makes you go like, oh, you're, you've you've gotten used to the shrill beep, beep, beep. Let's give you something different. I did find a YouTube video of a uh, of a truck that has directional backup sound. So that you only hear it as you approach the back of the vehicle. And that oh, way it's see, not that annoying everybody who doesn't need to know about it. Mm-hmm. At Porter uh, in the Discord, for those of you who are patrons, you can join us there and get good information. Like a 2011 study from the NIH 
about vehicle motion alarms, dubbing them necessity, noise pollution, or both, and Uh, saying that they're, like, poorly designed, and some of their most annoying attributes are part of that poor design. Innovation. So there you go. Folks, we may be headed towards a world where things backing up around you will not make you hate life. I mean, that sounds lovely. Let's totally do that. It's a little actually kind of lovely. Come to think of it, like messing with car sounds generally Mm. is a little bit of a baby thing because there's been that conversation about electric cars and adding some sound to electric cars. And like, honestly, why does that have to be a car sound? Yeah, could be anything. Couldn't it be like the flapping wings of a condor? I, we, I think on some show, I can't remember if it was this one or another one, we made jokes about ringtones for your car where, you, yeah. you know, you, you're just playing a, a pleasant tune to let you know something is, is arriving. I mean, that is genius. Let's just innovate on all of this. However, producer Rich says he's strictly against any condor-based sounds in cars. I don't know where I got that idea, and it's true <laughs> that if I heard that, I would fall to the ground in terror. So maybe not that. Yeah, because but... you don't want to fall to the ground in terror Behind something of, that's backing up over you. Right. Either behind the mm. truck or in front of the car. Exactly. Okay. So I, I'm open to other suggestions. I'm open to different ones. Anyway. I like this though. I like this. Uh, s- send us your experiences. If you if you experience the nicer backup sound or even just a different backup sound, let us know. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and then also tell me if you too have apparently recently bought a whole bunch of Barbies and then put them on TikTok in a variety of poses and stylish fashions and or uh, posted a TikTok called Barbie Bratz or Fairy in which you try to determine whether you are one of those things because turns out Barbie is back and Barbie is a thing. And Barbie is a thing is like a backdrop, like a, a an artistic platform, uh, a canvas it, the the inclusivity push has worked evidently. So I first became aware of this because I actually have a friend who is buying Barbies and making clothes for them and putting little tattoos on them and making them look all cool and then putting them on like green screen backgrounds as an Instagram feed. And I was like, she's lost it. <laughs> it's pretty soon she's going to be making TikToks of like weird food mashups. But Then there was a Planet Money story about Barbie's big makeover and how Barbie's selling like crazy. There was uh, this story from literally yesterday as we're recording this about how there's (laughs) on Insider.com, Barbie, the Barbie TikTok report, what's happening on Barbie TikTok. And apparently it's this one challenge where you can use TikTok shape-shifting effect to see what kind of face you have. But then that just made me realize like, oh my God, Barbie is creeping in. All over. All over. So I'm a 50-year-old man. Bear with me. Yeah. The thing I can easily wrap my head around is Barbie is back. I get that. Like, everything Mm -hmm. comes in cycles. They did a makeover of Barbies to make them more representative of the world we actually live in. That's great. Barbie's back. The TikTok thing, explain a little more for me here, because there were a lot of parts of that. And I get get TikTok. And I get Barbie uh-huh. on TikTok, but there was face <laughs> face morphing and other things that I wait. What? Huh? Well, yeah, this one takes. So it's possible that dolls overall are back because okay. doll houses have been really in. But so the TikTok, the viral TikTok trend wants to know, 
are you a Barbie brat, which is also a type of doll, and or fairy used generally? Not I think, to refer that, I think to. that's where where I got I got tripped up. So brats yep. and fairy are types of dolls. Brats is a type of doll. I think fairy is not. I think fairy might just be, or maybe it is. I'm actually not even really sure. Okay. Uh, gotcha, it's possible gotcha. that fairy, they just mean fairy folk, because that's what one of the stories says. Yeah, and there's a fairy cartoon folk. fairy in this story that you got here. So, all right. Yeah. And then that one, I I think it's the like a quiz. Folk. I am a fairy folk. I am a fairy folk. Okay. okay. And then you do right. that. Anyway, Thank so you. that's Thank a whole, you. like, that, that, that is a viral TikTok I'm, trend I'm, I'm that all, is separate, but yeah. related Oh, oh, uh, breaking doll, doll news. Thank you, Aussie Lee. Fairies appear to be a brand of doll. Great. So then you Great. could just apply one of these filters to your face and see which one you are. And then I guess there's a bunch of quizzes that go along with it. Uh, but all this does to me is just solidify the fact that that Barbie, like pandemic boredom or new marketing campaign, they've got all the new skin tones and they have a curvy one and a tall one and a short one. And there's a Barbie in a uh, wheelchair and there's like a astronaut Barbie and all of this seems to have worked. Because so Barbie's back, riding Barbie's a wave back. of general re- emergent, re-emergent interest in dolls. That's that, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Nailed it. Or could go the other way. Barbie could be driving mm. a re-emergent interest in dolls. Barbie and is to be honest, the interest in that case. I'm actually not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Which all one's right. which? I don't know the, the etymology, if you will. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people a couple of years ago, in fact, I almost I have a hint of a memory that we may have touched on it on this show or maybe a bonus show. Uh, I thought maybe Barbie was was done for. Like couldn't couldn't, yeah. you know, continue in this whole world. Barbie totally was done for. I mean, bravo to them for Mattel for figuring out how to, like, get them back. Apparently in 2020, Mattel made one and a half billion dollars off Barbie. And five years ago, it was like near nigh on dead. Dead ski. Done. Don't call it a comeback, though. Barbie's been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you deciding whether to laugh. I know. And I was like, yeah, you're right. When I said it out loud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. Barbies. Barbies. I love it. Uh, this week, uh, you probably have been unable to avoid someone telling you about why McDonald's ice cream machines are broken all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because that is uh, uh, kind of a, feels like the Hobbit Russian video. Uh, this real reason McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken video has taken the world by storm. Yeah. Why? Is it just because we could all freaking relate because none of us have ever even actually had McDonald's ice cream because the machine's always broken? Uh, maybe. I think I think <laughs> it's got to be a combination because I've never really cared about McDonald's ice cream machines being broken, but I imagine there's enough people who are like, yeah, man, sometimes I want a McDonald's ice cream. And whenever I go, they're always like, oh, sorry, the machine's broken. Why is that? Like, that's that's the base. That's the wide base of interest here. But I think there's also just that, you know, there's a general like McDonald's has secret things that you don't know about them because they're so big that people are also into. Maybe. Is it weird that I now want, because I'm totally with you, I don't care, and I don't think I've ever particularly been highly aware that the machines are always broken, although I do often see that sign, but it is making me now I want one. Oh my god, Ossie Lee uh, pointed out mcbroken.com, which will in live, uh, uh, you know, live live map tell you whether 
the machine is broken at your local McDonald's. Stop it. Uh, McDonald's machines are, are BART elevators. That's a local joke, I know. Yeah, that, I get joke. that joke because I used to live in San Francisco. <laughs> that is, it's exactly and right. And the elevators are always broken. Wow. Yeah. yeah, this, I don't know what it was about this. I mean, this is this is the indefinable magic of thingdom, right? Like, I don't know why this story hit like an A-bomb. But it freaking did. Everybody was into the McDonald's broken ice cream machines. There were the memes. There were the maps. There was all this stuff. All it's the titled stuff. the real, all caps, real reason. That, that's clickbait 101, right? Oh, oh yeah. The real reason. Oh, they're going to tell me the truth. And then McDonald's. Real. Everybody knows McDonald's, right? It's huge. Mm-hmm. So that, that brings people in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- at, at Porter points to a big wired story from just a couple of weeks ago. Although I feel like... April 20th is actually after the broken machine, but it's a big old like uh, expose about McDonald's notoriously broken soft serve machine hackers. April 23rd is when the video from Johnny Harris went up. Okay. Interesting. So maybe this Wired story actually got everybody interested in why they're broken. Yeah. Because this is about hacking them. Fascinating. Mm. Now do Barbies at Porter. (laughs) Although I did find... Uh, as we were talking, I did find that apparently Mattel is considering an NFT related to Barbies because they had such a big year. Yeah, so. NFTs for anybody in the collectibles business is 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 almost de rigueur now, right? Yep. Like trading cards, yep. obviously, uh, you know, being able to say, because a lot of people are like, I don't get the NFT thing. It's like paying for the receipt, but not getting the item. And so these folks can be like, what if you get both and we can make more money off you? That was hilarious, by the way. The paying for the receipt and not getting the item tweet today. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. That, that, was a, um, that was a good one. I super duper hate it when this happens, but uh, it, however, is good verification. I was thinking to myself, I feel like I've seen and heard this weird word a couple of times about fashion and style, and I don't know if it's really a thing. And then, boom, Taylor Lorenz wrote about it in the New York Times. So... That gives me both permission and lateness to Chugi. Spelled. C-H-E-U-G-Y. I mean, I don't know where they get this stuff. Chugi. Okay. And it is a, it's basically the new basic, kind of. It's a word Uh, that refers to. Not the programming language. (laughs) No, definitely not. not. More like your basic. It's like your basic. Exactly. Not the program. Oh, Tom, you are so Tom. Oh, I'm tied into you are our just audience. Never what I, am. I know there were like not. at least 45 people in our audience going, the programming language? I know, totally. That's amazing. <laughs> they have you. They have you. Um, evidently, this is, you know, Taylor Lorenz went and found the person who seems to have coined it, Chugi, Hallie Kane, 24, a copywriter in Los Angeles. It is kind It's it like doesn't, totally mean basic because it's not necessarily a hater thing it's sort of just referring to this general look that is basic but a little bit basic like millennial style so apparently according to this article the hype house golden goose sneakers anything associated with barstool sports gucci belts with the large double g logo being really into sneaker culture and anything Chevron are chuggy, a.k.a. millennial style basic. 
So Urban Dictionary is defining it as the opposite of trendy. Yeah, that seems worth it. Uh huh. And and I mean, I guess I I'm having a hard time really understanding how it's different from basic, but I guess that's just the Gen Z of them. They just need to have their own word for it because basic is too millennial, and we know how they feel about each other. It's possible. Anyway, she basically was just like, "It's a really fun word," and it's not supposed to be necessarily negative, right? It's it's more like you choose not to be trendy. You 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 doing this on purpose and that's that's up to you. That's fine. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, I made a mistake. Hallie Kane popularized it because her TikTok was really popular, but Gabby Rasson, 23, a software developer in Los Angeles, coined the term. She says she started using it back in 2013 when she was 11, 12. <laughs> While attending Beverly Hills High School, it kind of gets worse and worse the more you read it. Anyway, I'd seen it. Uh, okay. I'd heard it. I was I'm like, why? I'm in the etymology. Like, where does Chugi come from? Right. I don't know. Chugi. Was it a pre existing word? It doesn't seem like it. I'm not I don't know. seeing the obvious, like, roots that could They also with say that Instagram. And it's once dominant aesthetic is the pinnacle of Chugi. So presumably like the little fairy lights and just the uh, influencer look and all of that, that's gone. I mean, this is just Gen Z taking basic and making it into their own fancy word because they have to be like more special. Guaranteed. Uh, so this TikTok user, Hal, Hal I think in uh, I in the know.com, I think is the same one you were talking about, said it gives off the I got married at 20 vibes. Some examples include T-shirts with the phrase "Yes Way Rosé," herbal oh, essences yeah. shampoo, and wooden uh, signs you find at Hobby Lobby. Yep. Okay. All right. Exactly. They just mean millennial. I don't know why they're. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to. She's like this one woman who's thirty-two says she self-identifies as a bit chuggy. She learned about it on TikTok. Also, we were basic in our twenties, she said, and now we're chuggy in our thirties. Oh, oh my gosh! In the in the in the no article, she clarified that the term isn't inherently classist. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> which is how you know it's definitely not classist. I mean, I'm really having like the most Gen Z response to this ever, which is basically like, st- just stop, just stop, <laughs> just stop. But this is a Gen Z word, is it not? It's a Gen Z word. Okay. And it's, and I think that it was only invented to attack millennials. Mm -hmm. And the word you're looking for. It's not negative. It's not classist. Is basic. It's not negative. It's not classic. It just means. You can be rich and be I mean, I think it's really cool how you choose to be so chuggy. Like, it's really like you do you. You you know, it works for you. You can't help how you were raised. I love it on you. I love it on you. (laughs) Chuggy totally works on you. I wouldn't say it's a negative for you. You're adorable. You're chewy. <laughs> I love that for you. Exactly. <sighs> I love chewy for you. It wouldn't work for me, but it's perfect on you. It's so middle part. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean it in a bad way. Just because no. you spent all your money on wine pun wooden signs. <laughs> God, I mean, sneaker culture is so expensive. We're not so much into consumption anymore. It's a little chooky, but that's for you. It's great. It works for you. Oh, I love it on you. Love it. 
Uh, yes. So if you have, <laughs> so just, if you hear it, just know you need to punch that person in the face. That's it. That's if why you, I bring it up. <laughs> if you have, uh, <laughs> reappropriated Chugi, uh, for yourself, email us. Oh, that got dark. We're All right. Time. Chugi. All right. To yes. let you talk. It's a thing. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Uh, we have some wonderful emails for you today, including, an email from Joe Hood in which he submits some things for review. First, he says, The thing is something we may have addressed or at least certainly talked about, but merch for small creators is a thing. Oh, yeah. It seems like any YouTuber or TikToker with more than 1,000 followers has a merch store, often with inside jokes that have little meaning outside the fan base. I'm intrigued by this phenomenon because I wonder how likely one is to see a fellow fan when there are only a few thousand. And I'm also waiting to see an order form for the NASA slash It's a Thing (laughs) t-shirt. We definitely do need to do that. Just nudging us like, by the way, you guys can do this. Good point. He's like, P.S. P.S. Um, having done some stories about the creator economy and exactly this, it is uh, an attempt to diversify revenue streams. Merch is where the money is. Yeah. And yeah. people like it because they want to identify with the thing they follow and love. So it's not about seeing other fans. It's about wearing the symbol. And I think in a lot of cases, the fact that no one else around you gets it is a plus. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, we do need to do some merch. Okay. Then he says, thing check. Joe writes, I live in Durham, North Carolina, a hipster influenced college town. So sometimes I dismiss findings as just local things, but I would like a check on this one. Pallets painted as signs and placed in the front yard in older suburban neighborhoods. I've seen a half dozen of these pop up near me in 2021 with political messages or slow down for kids messages or just happy, silly inspirations for drivers. Is this just a weird Durham thing? I have not seen pallets, I assume means, you know, the big wooden things that are used in warehouses to to hold. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen pallets painted as signs in my older suburban neighborhood. Uh, And and, and we did go driving around in it uh, quite a bit uh, this week. So I'll keep an eye out for that, though. That's that's Uh, one that might not just be Durham. It might be this might be a thing on the way. I think it's a thing. I think it's actually a thing thing. In fact, if you look on Etsy for pallet signs, mm, there you go. They're all over. And then they make sort of like, you know, cheap. I mean, there's lumber shortage now, so maybe it's not cheap as it used to be, but a cheap and easy way to make a sign at home, especially if you are in a pandemic and don't have that much else to do. But oh my God, there are so many chuggy pallet signs <laughs> on Etsy that I almost can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, that the lumber shortage might explain this, right? I don't want to go buy fresh lumber. It's too expensive to make my sign. Why not just use a pallet? Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. There's Rich, some There's some Producer pretty... Rich says he's seen a few around his neck of the woods. So, yeah. All right. Oh, look at this one. Hold on. I have to slack it to myself and then go get it on the different computer and then put it in the Discord. But of there's course. one that is... A, apparently, it's a popular thing for weddings. And if you have the pallet with the... Uh, with the actual slats as opposed to a flat one, uh-huh. then you can make this kind of cool like schedule out of it. Oh, like right. Because each, each ceremony can be a different thing. Drinks and games. Yeah, Five. Yeah. Dinner. I mean, that is so cute for a farmhouse wedding. Oh, no, I'm one of them. Ah, you got Chugi on us. Damn it. I have I definitely don't... seen pallets used as signs before. I'm getting Chugi with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, remind no, me after our call is off the air to tell you something about that. Uh, okay. Manny has an expression that's now a thing. Uh, it's just people saying sheesh, but in falsetto, like sheesh. It's used in a similar meaning to damn or geez. Apparently, LeBron has been using it since 2017. Then in 2020, it had a tiny niche in a sneaker meetup TikTok trend. Now it's just everywhere. One video of the sound with a frog in the frame went viral and the rest is history. There's also a hand motion that goes with it. One arm sticking out and down with finger guns, but it's two fingers and the other hand pointing to the inside of the elbow. I'm trying to do this right now. Yeah, and I think I'm going to hurt myself. It as I was saying it. This actually predated sheesh, but they got paired and sheesh has acted as an accelerant for this thing. Am I doing the robot? Is like that what I'm kind of trying to do here? And then one comes over and hits me in the in. The, okay. Sheesh. I'm going to watch the YouTube later. I mean, sheesh. sheesh, falsetto sheesh, not new. Seems like it has been, you know, boosted and paired yeah. with the, the hand sign. Totally. I mean, Manny, thank you again. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to do a check just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. You are. <laughs> I mean, he's not. In this case, he's totally informing like a us. Thing spotter. Much like Among Us. He's like a thing savant. Absolutely. Yeah. Sheesh. I got to watch a video to figure out that arm thing because I am stumped. Uh, Zoe wrote in on tinned food and says sardines. Totally a thing. I now realize. I just spent a couple of months in Vienna, Austria. Oh, and took many evening lockdown walks in the beautiful city center. One of the sheeshiest streets. <laughs> Sheeshiest. <laughs> was this. Prepare yourselves artisanal sardine pop-up shop complete with beautiful window display, dramatic mood lighting and merch. Oh my gosh. This is an incredible thing crossover. I didn't manage to get any sardine merch because pandemic, and this is now a major source of regret. I did take this photo though. And sure enough, it's just a whole wall of tins. That's wow. The best. That's so hipster. And the best sardine merch. Chuggy though. I think sardines transcend. Yeah, I don't think so. They're no. like new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. That's All new. Right. All right. Yeah. I'm trying uh, to think of what is Juggie. Just prose, I guess. We also have <laughs> we also have a new emailer segment calling it. People calling a thing, call a thing. Manny mm-hmm. wants to plan his flag for life as a highway from cars becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Bat. Push Pops Bubble Pops are the new fidget spinner verified by a five-year-old wanting one because older kids have them. And uh, Fordo, YOLO time, seeing a spate of data that suggests lots of economically privileged people are taking time off to travel and just live without the stress of work post-pandemic recent CNBC segment on the phenomenon. (gasps) Can I do that? (laughs) That sounds amazing. If you are part of the managerial class, quit your job, take off and travel. It's YOLO time. Wow. Hateful and also (laughs) genius. And then finally, before we go, we have a voicemail from our friend Lee Price. Hello, friends. It's Lee Price here, and I have a thing prediction. I am calling you live on location from inside the Apple ecosystem where I'm permanently trapped and have developed some kind of weird Stockholm syndrome. Anyway, I've pre-ordered a bunch of AirTags, and I'm thinking that we're going to start seeing Apple AirTags on dogs everywhere. It would be super handy to be able to track your dog if you lose it, 
but you can also give your canine the gift it's always wanted to strip it of its identity and become a data point in the internet of things. It is super handy, I'm sure, but also one step closer to our dystopian future. Thank you, Lee Price. And uh, oh my goodness, Apple actually, I can't remember which Apple executive, but one of the Apple executives had to address this in an interview about AirTags. And she said, uh, they aren't meant for pets. Just keep in mind, they do need to be near other items in the ultra wideband universe. So if your dog just takes off running off into the forest and there's nothing else around, you're not going to be able to find it. That's like a missed opportunity, man. It really is. Because the thing is, people spend a crap ton of money on their pets. Just going to say. They should have made it for pets. I think they don't want the liability of not finding a lost pet. That's what it sounded like from that answer. Yeah. I just want to actually go back and um, appreciate Lee scoring his voicemail. Did he do that? Did producer Rich do that? Like that's amazing. That is a like high level voicemail. Price here. Oh, that was producer Rich. Oh, that was okay. producer All Rich. Right. Producer so go, Rich, folks. that was amazing. Send us your voicemail. You may get the producer Rich touch. You may get the producer Rich treatment. You, like our patrons who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing, could get the producer Rich treatment. Uh, today, in fact, we are going to shout out those patrons. <laughs> based ironically since we were just discussing the ecosystem on types of apples yeah speaking of apple uh-huh. <laughs> kevin sill was developed by researchers at the new york state agricultural experiment station in 1966 kevin is generally quite round with a skin that's bright red with hints of green his interior is crisp and creamy white I think this, these shout-outs could get awkward. Eric Duncan's soft flesh can be described as creamy or mealy, which makes this patron a good candidate for eating raw or for patron sauce or patron butter, but not necessarily for baking. Mm, good point. Thin-skinned Jake Woods doesn't store well. He can bruise and shrivel, so try to use him as soon as possible. Created by Japanese growers in the 1930s, Brad Sparks' popularity grew in the U.S. during the 1980s, and he has quickly become one of the most popular patrons in the country. Oh, yeah. I uh, have a bag of, of uh, Brad Sparks of in Brad my Sparks. right now. <laughs> uh, Gabriel Cohen has a pleasantly mild, sweet taste and crisp texture, and she's one of the lighter-hued patrons boasting bright yellow undertones. It's an understandable mistake to confuse Joe Hood with Eric Duncan. Both are on the squat side with creamy white interiors and sweet and tart flavors. But Joe Hood funkin functions as an all-purpose mm. patron. Originating from New Zealand, Louis St. Amour has a skin that's muted red with golden yellow undertones and tinges of faint green. He has a firm, crisp bite and offers a pleasing balance between sweet and tart. Mike Akins is the most popular patron variety in the U.S. He's top-heavy and has a creamy white interior. While juicy, Mike is a soft patron and won't cook well. Don't cook, Mike. Juicy, crisp, and sweet with just a touch of tart, James C. Smith has a somewhat striated look. This patron is especially delicious when eaten raw. Lee Price is an ideal complement to savory foods such as onions and cheese. You can't miss this patron, originally from Australia, with his bright skin, hard feel, crisp bite, and extremely tart taste. 
Hello, friends. It's Lee Price here. <laughs> uh, the only way I got through that, Molly, I don't know about you, is not thinking about any of the words I was saying. No, nope, no words, nope. Tears were literally running down my face, but thought a lot about baseball and we made it through. Wow. Thank you yeah. for that moment of something. <laughs> and thank you for listening to It's a Thing, for supporting our show at the shout out level, giving producer Rich these opportunities to delight you and torture us week after week. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. Become a, a member and join us in the Discord. Get the ad free RSS feed. And if you and, didn't hear me say it six times during the show, feedback at it's a thing not me. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. Totally. Talk to you next time. Bye, I was about to say, and the opportunity to be described as soft, creamy, white, and top heavy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.